that was a result. Regardless of the restrictions imposed upon her, she'd felt she was well on her way to achieving her greatest goal, to be free to live her life in her own way. But the reality was that apart from one fleeting exploratory fling, she ended up spending most of her first year buried in her studies. She was reading history, which had captivated her from her early childhood. And in sport, at which she was rather good, She played tennis for the university and golf during her weekends at home, which remained rigidly implemented. Joyce didn't mind, not to begin with anyway. It was as if she needed to learn how to deal with freedom. Though she would never have admitted it, she welcomed her weekly break from her new world. It suited her to return to the closet at regular intervals. And then, everything changed. It was the beginning of her second year at university. The new intake were gathered in the central hall. It was the usual meet-and-greet session with the principal and other members of staff. Joyce happened to be passing in the corridor outside. Nosily, she sneaked a look through a glass-panelled door. Across the room, she saw Charlie. He seemed to stand out from the others, like a character in an arthouse movie, projected in vibrant colour whilst everyone else was in black and white. Charlie was standing by a window, side on to Joyce, the light silhouetting his profile so that she could not see his face properly. It was clear that he was tall and gangly, with long limbs that seemed to have outgrown the rest of him, and he had unruly fair hair that skimmed the shoulders of his crumpled blue denim shirt. She found herself staring at him. Then he turned and looked straight at her. Had he felt her eyes upon him? Neither of them had ever been sure. He was far too thin for her taste. He had a long, bony face and a crooked nose that looked as if it had once been broken. The signs of a nasty outbreak of teenage acne still lurked around his chin. He was by no means the best-looking man she'd ever seen. But when his eyes, surprisingly dark for one so fair, met hers, Joyce had felt a shiver run down her spine. And it had been a very pleasant sensation. Then he had smiled, a small, uncertain smile, and she'd smiled back much the same way. Charlie always said it had been love at first sight, and even though the sensible half of Joyce did not believe in such a notion, she supposed it must have been that, or something damned near to it. At the time, she merely told herself to get a grip and hurried off for her afternoon's lecture. When she emerged two hours later, Charlie was waiting outside the lecture hall. She couldn't understand how he had known where she would be. Sixth sense, he'd said, beaming at her. Long afterwards, he'd confessed that he'd noticed she was carrying a copy of H.A.L. Fisher's History of Europe, and upon making inquiries, had discovered that there was only one history lecture taking place that afternoon. Whilst their relationship had begun almost at once, it was several weeks before they slept together. Charlie and Joyce, perhaps unusually amongst students, became very much an item in every other way before embarking on the physical. Sex came second. They began to go everywhere together, do everything together, and were rarely seen apart. Around the campus they became known simply as JC. They were a unit. Everything they did, they did as one. Charlie was studying politics and liked to draw and paint in his free time. Joyce began to do so too, while Charlie took to reading Joyce's history books when he had a spare moment.
Charlie's political beliefs were far left and idealistic. In 1989, the year he arrived at Exeter, he was still a committed member of the Communist Party of Great Britain, even though communism was in steep decline throughout Europe. Joyce, whose interest in politics had hitherto been purely academic, found Charlie's conviction magnetic. She joined the party too, allowing herself to be swept along on the tidal wave of his philosophy, determined to embrace his grand vision. As a committed Marxist, Charlie was never quite sure if he wanted to change the world or hide away from it in a garret somewhere with his easel. Joyce dutifully, like a good tanner woman, she later reflected, went along with his whims, regularly attending party meetings with him, although she didn't share his conviction. She could see no harm in it. After all, communism in the West was over, whether or not Charlie was prepared to admit it.